Hi there. Welcome to the Praying Christian Women podcast. I'm Alana here with Jamie. How are you, Jamie? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm good too. Yeah. Happy fall. And what's new in your neck of the woods? Just a lot of uh, school stuff and mm-hmm. all getting into things. But um, also, our one of our our oldest is uh, would like to go to one of the service academies, and so mm-hmm. we had an unexpected, uh, not unexpected, but like kind of short notice interview with a blue and gold officer that came to do the interview. And wow. I was thinking it was going to be like a neutral place. And he's like, it okay, a, I'll be over place. to the house. At, I'm like, oh, so oh, great. <laughs> you know, my struggles with oh, my home, but yeah. honestly, it's been, I've been, it's, it's been relatively under control and the whole nice. family pitched in. So it was a great, I'm terrible at being like, I can do it quicker. I'm just going to do it instead of yeah. things. Come on guys. Let's all jump in. It was a really good thing. Yeah. And and the interview went well and it was very low key, very nice guy. And, good. But yeah, that's kind of consumed a lot of our, our time is just thinking about that, him kind mm-hmm. of going through the process of applications and wow. medical appointments and uh, just all the things that have to even just qualify him, letters of recommendation and following up with mm-hmm. people. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been a big part of it, of things. Yeah. With still a very slim chance of getting in because it's, you know, well, it's a competitive thing, but at least it's a good experience either way. So, so what you're saying is that this would be a pretty big thing. If he got in. Hey, that's a good segue into know, our topic. Right? You're so good at that, Alana. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Yes. So today we're talking about praying for big things. This is kind of a piggyback. So we talked about prayers for little things, frivolous prayers, you might say. And now we're talking about, yeah, praying for the really, really big things. And, you know, one question I love to ask myself is just, am I praying audaciously because mm-hmm. I feel like if we you and I have talked sometimes we pray for things that we know have a 99% chance of happening anyway just to kind of feel good about things or maybe to even you know when you're a kid or not when you're a kid but you're like you're quizzing your kid on math or something and they're struggling so you give them like several easy ones in a row so they feel good about themselves throwing like, god a softball basically exactly exactly yeah, like okay god, well, here's here's one you can do you know and i think that that can be insulting when when we are children of the god of the universe and we're only praying things like yeah help it to be an okay day if that's your will, right. I think there is something insulting about that. There is. And, you know, everything that we talk about has two sides of the coin. And so I love yeah. these episodes where we follow one side of the coin with the other. Because in our last mm-hmm. episode, we talked about there are no prayers too small, but mm-hmm. it absolutely is important. Like that's one facet of our prayer lives. Absolutely. But, you know, we need to also focus on... um on cultivating, I think it's, it's a cultivated, um, and kind of trained habit or mm-hmm. ability, whatever you need to stretch your muscles to be able to pray audaciously. Yeah. Well, so, uh, I don't know. Tell me, what do you think is your, like, I know things change all the time. Cause for me, I've gone through like 
cycles and and different mm-hmm. ups and downs. So right now for you, would you say that you are more of a pray for small things or more of a pray for big things or just kind of keep it in the middle? Oh, good question. Like where where what is your yeah. strength and habit lie right now? I think I'm I'm pretty com- not comfortable, but I I feel called to pray for big things. Mm-hmm. Um it takes a lot out of you. So, you know, it's not like I'm 23 hours a day, like coming up with the boldest, most audacious prayers, but when the the spirit moves or the need arises, I'm pretty good at, uh, okay, God looks like everything is going against this. Let's you and me make, make a difference. Let's change history. Let's change the course of this. Um, how about you? I would say just traditionally, I tend to struggle with, with praying big. Mm -hmm. And I think it's because of my analytical nature and my, I know God, you can do it, but I just don't know if you want this to happen or not. And so Mm -hmm. I really have to work hard. And there've been times in my life where I've worked to cultivate those muscles. And there've been times in my life where I've gone, I would say probably this last, maybe the last year or so. I remember not too long ago, I just realized, oh, well, we talked about it. It was when, when I went on the mission trip to Guatemala with our Mm -hmm. oldest. And I realized I'm like, I pray so small. I, my prayers are so small and just hearing and seeing some of the big prayers that mm-hmm. the people that we were working with had prayed and how God had worked in a miraculous ways to see them come to pass was incredible. And, yeah. and it was challenging to me. Um, I would say recently there've been a few really big things. Um, we have uh, friends through hockey. They're kind of, you know, one of them, um, well, the, the dad coached our daughter last year and mm-hmm. the son played hockey with our oldest several years back and the son um, just basically was very healthy. And all of a sudden um, it, a virus, a norovirus attacked his heart and he ended up in the hospital and on the waiting list for a heart transplant. And it was just totally unexpected for the family and to make matters just even more, uh, I don't know, hard to imagine. They lost their older son there. They had two children. Their older son was 19 and, um, overdosed on, uh, he took a pill that, that was laced with fentanyl and died last year. And so here they are faced with a second tragedy before they're even Mm -hmm. into like really the mourning process of their first child, they have this huge event happen. So we've just felt our whole family has felt so called to pray for this family. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't say we're super close with their family, but Mm -hmm. we just are, have, have connections here and there. Well, sometimes it just hits you. It does. But, um, but we've just felt really called to pray for them. And, and that has been really um, powerful in our family. And just to see the ways that God has answered in huge ways. And there are some things mm-hmm. that I'm, I won't go into now because it's not my story to tell necessarily, but mm-hmm. there have been some really huge ways that God has just like worked in ways like, I don't know, that, that 
that are it's uncanny to the point where you're like, mm-hmm. okay, God had to be in this. And he's also kind of the other side of that, which I think is something to talk about when we're talking about praying for big things. I feel like God has put things on our heart to pray for that we pray for in obedience and then come to pass. And so was it ever my idea to pray for it? Or was it ever my kid's idea to pray this specific thing? Um, or was God always going to do it? I don't know the answer to that. Or did he, mm-hmm. was he waiting for us to pray? I mean, so anyway, it, it was one of those things where I feel like um, there were several things where I felt like he put something on our heart to pray we prayed it back to him and he showed us what he could do. And that mm-hmm. kind of praying gives me more confidence than just, I want this. And so I'm going to pray for it without having any clue about God's will. Does that yeah. make sense? Absolutely. I think, you know, we're talking about praying boldly, but there also is humility that comes in it, right? Because I think the opposite extreme <clears throat> would be, praying so audaciously, especially for selfish reasons. And you could do a lot of damage to the kingdom of God. You could do a lot of damage to people's souls when you do that, you know, like, uh, oh, I don't know. I've got a friend who's been blind since birth and a group of Christians surrounded him and prayed for God to restore his sight. And when it didn't happen, it was, Oh, guess, guess somebody here didn't believe, you know, and that's, that's no good either. (laughs) So I think there is praying with both boldness, but also humility. God, I know that you can do this. I like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego's response. God will deliver us from this fiery furnace, but even if he doesn't, we will not bow down and worship your idol. And I really like that idea. I am going to pray for this impossible thing to come to pass. But even if it doesn't, God is still good. And I think that we can be open for God to be shaping our prayers while we pray it. So you go into your prayer closet, think that you're going to be raising someone up off their deathbed and you you feel something in your spirit as you're praying that that's not what you're meant to be praying for. I think then it is our job to pivot and and transition in our prayers. So I think it's a partnership. I don't think it's Jamie dreams up this idea and then God says, oh, that's a great idea. I'm glad she thought of that and then does it. And I don't think it's exactly that God's like, <clears throat> I'm going to... Um, oh, I don't know. I am going to have this natural disaster, but it's going to spare your home. So I want you to pray for extra protection today. Like, yeah, I think sometimes he prompts us to pray for very specific things, but I do think of prayer as a partnership. Like no matter what the science and the philosophy is, we experience time literally. Yeah. Let me, that sounds weird. In a linear fashion is how we experience the passing of time. And so in our finite brains, there's a cause, there's an effect, there's something that happens and then something that happens after that. And lost my train of thought, but regardless of, of all the other contingencies, oh, well, if I hadn't prayed for that, would this have happened? Or if I had prayed differently, Would that have happened? I believe God knows all the contingencies, but Mm -hmm. he also knows what's going to happen. 
Right. And I think so many times I fall into this trap of talking about God as if he is bound by time when he's not. And, you know, if you believe that God is in the beginning, he's in the end in in this relatively short span of time that is our human lives on earth, meaning humanity as a whole before the second coming. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, God is all through it. And, and so of course it's a partnership and of course he knows what's going to happen, Mm -hmm. but he, I, I think that our brains can't necessarily comprehend how he is able to also give us free will and to also invite us into a self driven, you know, like a, a, um, I don't know, like a, we want to be in this relationship. And so we are going to him with these requests. We can't know how all of that fits together, but, but we can rest assured knowing that it is this organic partnership. And, and Mm -hmm. so, like you said, I love that freedom of, when I feel afraid to pray for something that I haven't felt prompted to pray, mm-hmm. but it's just a desire of your heart. I mean, think of delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. I mean, that can be taken out of context. So no, I'm not going to get a Lamborghini just because I want one and I pray for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if my delight is in him, if my if my heart is in seeing his will come to pass, I mean, how can we go wrong there in expressing our yeah. deep heartfelt needs? And I mean, it brings me to our verse of the day, first John 5, 14 and 15. If we ask anything according to Jesus will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the request that we've asked of him. And it's that, you know, the caveat is Jesus will. But if if you remain in me and my words remain mm-hmm. in you, if your desire is to see God's kingdom come to pass here on earth as it is in heaven, then ask whatever you wish and, and it will be given to you. And that, that is probably going to look differently than what we're picturing, but it it might, it might not, it might be exactly Mm -hmm. what we're picturing, but Mm -hmm. if we trust and we delight in him and his will, then I think we'll be able to uncover how, that prayer is being answered in the affirmative, even if there's some twists and turns here and there. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And, yeah. Well, I was going, so have you seen, um, have you seen the movie Bruce Almighty? I have, but I don't really remember it too much. It was okay. I don't remember a ton now. of it, but it's Jim Carrey. Who's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's a very irreverent movie. So people that are very sensitive to, Mm-hmm. you know, things offensive stuff. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, not, I don't know if there's that much even offensive stuff in it. I don't remember, but basically the idea is that he is given the power of God. And yeah. so like, if you feel like that's sacrilegious and you, you're not going to just take it kind of as an, a satire, then don't mm-hmm. watch it. But yep. if you can watch it kind of with, uh, I like watching things like that to find the parallels to kind of apply them and throw out the bathwater, but keep the baby and Mm -hmm. learn lessons in a humorous way. And unless they cross the line and some people may or may not think that crosses the line. So I'm going to just put it out there, but in that he is, he basically is like, well, why don't you just answer all the prayers? And so he ends up getting these emails from people. So like, Mm -hmm. because he's quote unquote, God, you know, he's a stand in for God. Morgan Freeman, I think is actually God in the movie, but he's (laughs) a stand in and he gets all of these emails and it's like, 
But if I do this, then this person's prayer yeah. won't get answered. And if I do this, mm-hmm. this is going to be a mess. And it it is kind of that kind of thinking, though, is definitely, I think, what limits me personally in praying for big things sometimes mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. I'm just afraid like, OK, well, what if that isn't part of it? Um I don't know. What are some other limiting things? What are some limiting beliefs do you think that keep people in general from praying for big things? Well, you definitely don't want to publicly pray for something big and it doesn't come to pass. That's embarrassing. That makes it look like, oh, what's wrong with Jamie? She didn't, she must not have prayed the right way. Or I made God look bad, right? I I really wholeheartedly prayed for this thing it didn't come to pass. So now yeah. I've tarnished God's relationship. So publicly, I think there is. And I think that's actually, I think those are good considerations. I think we do need yeah. to be very careful about bold, audacious prayers, kind of like my blind friend, right? I don't think that that was called for. However, can I conceive theoretically that a Christian might come across somebody with a disability like blindness And God absolutely lays it on their heart. I want you to pray for this person, for them to be healed. We see that in the New Testament. So I can't, in good conscience, tell people never pray for that. But mm, I don't know. Because, yes, God can take care of his own reputation. But Christians have tarnished that reputation in a lot of bad ways. I think an example, like the worst is when you get a charlatan who fakes healings right they have paid actors or things like that and maybe in their own twisted thoughts maybe they truly are thinking they're doing god a service right like have your kids ever prayed for something and then you're like oh i I can help god out a little bit you know like (laughs) oh my goodness my kid did some work for a neighbor and got like a $20 bill and was so happy. He was only like six or seven and we were walking home and he realized it had fallen out of his pocket and he was so sad. So we went back, we retraced our steps. We're looking, we're looking. I see the bill in a bush and there was a split second where I wanted to be like, Hey, Let's pray that God shows us where the money is. Thank you for being honest (laughs) about that, because I guarantee we have all been there. I've been there, too. I've been there, too. And Mm -hmm. it's like, I can definitely I can make this an object lesson. (laughs) You and I know from our Uh experiences and our faith that God answers prayer and sometimes Mm -hmm. in amazing ways, sometimes immediately after you ask for it. And Mm -hmm. yes, so why not? We're just going to show them that this is possible. But yes, I've been there too. And and the other side of that is I had a kid, my oldest, every time we went through the McDonald's drive-thru, he would pray that he would get a specific Happy Meal toy. Like Mm -hmm. he knew the one he wanted. He knew that it was up to chance, but Mm -hmm. he also knew that maybe it's up to God. (laughs) And so he would pray sometimes, please, God let me get the toothless dragon instead of the grunkle dragon, you know, that kind of thing when they uh-huh. do the how to train yeah. your dragon. Yeah. Those were the best toy. I'm sorry. The how to train your dragon McDonald's toys were some of the best. Anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, but I, I, I shuddered at times 
until I was like, I can't censor his prayers because I, I want right. to know. And so we just had to have the talk. And we, this was our mantra going through the line. God always gives us what we need. Sometimes he gives us what we want. Yeah. And either way, we, you know, we need to be thankful. And so, yeah, it's hard, but it, man, having kids and walking through them with their prayer lives reveals a lot mm-hmm. about us, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. And I think there is a place for discernment. I don't think you would have been a bad mom to like, especially if you felt a prompting in your heart, you know what? Yeah. Let's pray for the toothless dragon. Yeah. And then there also needs to be. And if God doesn't give him the toothless dragon, we turn that into a lesson, but we don't want to see our kid disappointed. We don't want to see their faith broken. And I don't know. I wonder if these bold audacious prayers are wiser to keep close to the heart, right? Like I think about Mary and, and she didn't just go out and blab to the whole world that, you know, she was the mother of the savior of the world. You know, she kept it very close to her heart. And I feel like sometimes these really big prayers are meant to be that way. I think about when Jesus was going to raise, um, forget if it was, must've been the daughter who died, Jairus's daughter. And he only had, like he sent everybody out except for like Peter, James, and John. Like, I think sometimes the prayers might be so bold and audacious that for a variety of reasons, it is smarter to keep them between you and God and maybe like one or two very trusted prayer partners. Because when you're praying very, very boldly in a very public setting, it can be, you you do risk tarnishing God's reputation, right? Like I saw a funny comic strip and it's, uh, a Christian family with a cross over the kid's bed and they're kneeling down and they're saying something like, please help Susie do well. Like, dear Jesus, help Susie do well at the spelling bee tomorrow. And then in the next panel, it has a picture of a Hindu family and they've got like pictures of the multi-armed gods on their wall and they're praying that their kid will do well at the spelling bee tomorrow. And then the last panel is the two kids at the spelling bee. And it's a picture of like Jesus wrestling this like Hindu God. And it, I mean, it was meant to show how silly it is. Like, yeah, if two people are praying for the same thing. Now, in this case, you know, like this wasn't a, a Christian comic per se. It was just showing, you know, like right. what happens when the 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 full-time pastor prays for the Packers twin and the associate pastor prays for the Bears twin, right? Yes. Like, does God just say, oh, well, you know, he tithed more this month. So I'm going to give his prayer like a tiny bit more weight. Like it doesn't work like that. No. No. So I don't know. I, I want to always encourage women to pray more boldly, but I think there is something to be said for a, first of all, being very discerning about mm-hmm. when and how to pray these bold things and to let God shape your prayers, right? So if you start going into your prayer closet, thinking it's going to be a bold, audacious prayer, and you really feel like God's shifting to be open to that. And I think another takeaway is just be careful about who you pray with, or even talk to about the prayers. I think of certain things like certain dreams that God plants in your heart as, you know, they start as a a very small seed and those can be fragile if they're exposed to too much sun or if they're trampled on or things like that, um, they are not going to grow and thrive. And I think sometimes it is wise for us to keep words from God or audacious prayer callings pretty 
close to the vest in order to protect them from people who might try to trample on them. Yeah, I think it's, and I think that what that needs is practice in your prayer closet to practice that kind of discernment. Um, like I, I remember one time um, there was a friend at work and I feel like she was new in her faith. Um, and she just basically was like, I'm in this terrible financial situation. I forget what the situation was, but mm -hmm. she needed a large sum of money for something. Mm -hmm. Um, and there, because there was this charge that she could not afford. Um, and I remember being conflicted, wanting to pray for that boldly for her mm -hmm. and with her praying privately for her and just being like, okay, that's going to be enough. I'm just praying God provide for her, provide for her. But I felt this just like push. It's like, if you've ever been in your seat at church and, and you feel this burning in your heart and almost in mm -hmm. your seat, like mm -hmm. I'm supposed to do this or I, I don't know how to, yeah. Put it. yeah but no, I just, I get it. and and I knew that feeling because I had experienced that feeling before and I had been obedient to act on it and I had seen God working and, and I had seen, um, and, and there are also times when I think I'm being called to do something and I do it and I blow it, but I just felt this, I kept saying, no, I was like, okay, God, no, mm -hmm. I, this isn't you. Mm -hmm. So I just waited for confirmation and after I don't know, just a couple of hours of being at work, praying for her, seeing her struggle. Um, I just was like, okay, God, I really feel like you want me to pray this bold prayer for yeah. financial provision with her. Please mm -hmm. don't let me mess it up. Please. If this isn't right. what you want, don't let there be an opportunity for me to do this. Yeah. I and, love that. And God provided mm -hmm. a very, he, I was put in her room yep. to work with her. <laughs> the kids were napping. Yeah. Uh, this is at pre at a preschool. Um, and the kids were napping and I was like, oh, okay. And I just was like, okay, I'm going to do this, God. So I prayed with her mm -hmm. and within a few hours, uh, a miraculous provision happened. Oh, I don't wow. remember. The <laughs> I don't remember yeah. um, exactly what it was, but she was like, oh my goodness, mm. this God did this amazing thing. And I just was yeah. so thankful. Um mm -hmm. So there is that, but there is such, I think you're so right. We need to, um, I, I like a, a podcast I was listening to recently illustrates kind of a reckless prayer um, that I think a lot of us might fall into the trap of praying. And this was a deaf Christian woman who said that she, she's like a lot of, of um, a lot of deaf Christians resist going into church situations because they've experienced many times um, the immediate response is let's pray for your healing. Mm -hmm. We're going to pray for your yeah. hearing to be restored. And yeah. she said, that is profoundly insulting to me because mm -hmm. I do not consider deafness a disability. I consider it one of my mm -hmm. strengths. I am proud to be part of the deaf community. And a lot of other deaf individuals feel that way. And mm -hmm. I never knew that. Um, there's a book that mm -hmm. I saw that I picked up at the library called My Body Is Not Your Prayer Request. And I haven't read oh. it, but I'm interested. <laughs> I'm very wow. interested. Yeah. 
So just that title speaks volumes. My body is not your prayer request. When we're praying for big things that involve other people, if they're asking for prayers, absolutely. Yes. Pray in your prayer closet for those things and be discerning about whether and how to pray in, mm-hmm. in groups and with that person, but yeah. be very careful about the things that you perceive need that kind of big prayer when yeah. it involves someone else, particularly their body and their, yeah. what you I perceive think that as a disability. So telling, I, I know I've shared this story before. But when Silas was about four, he still had his feeding tube. <clears throat> we were at a homeschool sleepover um, at Victory Bible Camp, and it was super fun. But like, it was a woman I had just met that weekend, and she knew like a small amount of Silas's story and his time in the NICU. And we were getting ready to leave, and I was saying goodbye to her, and she knelt down. She looked him right in the eye. I said, "Silas, I want you to say this after me. Say, Jesus heals me completely." And my kid. I adore him so much. He looked at her and he said, I don't want to say that. <laughs> <laughs> and so she looked at me and, you know, kind of expectantly I'm like, okay, good Christian mama. Aren't you going to make him have faith? Make him say it. Yeah. Oh. And I said, Silas, do you want to pray that with her? And he said, no. And so we just left. But like, hey, I, I love that story. Cause that's so Silas anyway. Like he's, yeah, he's never been swayed by anybody else's opinion of anything, but I think it's, it's very telling because the insinuation, and I know that this isn't true for everybody who prays for healing, but the insinuation in this case was God does not want you to be the way you are. And so we need to say the right things and you need to believe the right way so that you can actually be the way God wants you to be. Mm. And that is insulting. Right. And so I just, you know, I doubt all of that was going through his head at the age of four, but he just knew, no, I don't know you. I don't, you know, I, I think there's something to be said for, like, if, if someone just came up to me in the grocery store and like, I, Hey, are you a Christian? And I say, yeah. And I say, I thought, so I just, I saw you and I had this real sense of God wanted me to come over and and pray for you. Is something going on in your life? Like, I'd be very uncomfortable, right? Like, unless it was the like 0.0001% chance of like, I was having the worst day in the world and truly needed somebody. And this person had the type of presence that made me feel a hundred percent at ease. I would not appreciate that kind of forcefulness. And I think that there's wisdom in being discerning about who you let in your prayer closet with you, you know, and so I don't know. It's it's super interesting. I don't know that we've come to any massive conclusions, but I think there are warnings to be careful in who we pray with, how we pray, how audacious we go in our public prayers, checking our motives for them. But there's also a challenge because most of us probably aren't praying as boldly as we should be. So, you know, there's kind of a push pull there. So uh, in closing, what is one area that you feel like God is calling you to pray bigger in? Uh, I would say just in my own life and in my family, um, just, I mean, I, I definitely, if I pray big, if I pray big, it's, it, it, a lot of times will have to do with um, current events and people that are going through very difficult things that I hear as prayer requests, like our, our friends going through, Mm -hmm. um, you know, their son's heart illness. Um, 
but I think for our family, I guess just praying, um, praying for, well, yes, for my family, but maybe for me, because a lot of times I don't mind praying big things Mm -hmm. for my family, but maybe for me and just, um, because I do tend to get in kind of a, okay, this is how things are. This is how things are going along. So maybe for me, just for God to reveal the plans that he has for me, for me to be walking in more boldness personally, Mm -hmm. which I think gets ignored as I look at my family and pray around. Cause as I'm praying for my family, I realize as I go through the rooms, I don't pray for myself usually. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, maybe for me, I went from, yeah, outward to inwardly focused. I hope that doesn't sound like selfish and not at all. I mean, it was actually fun to watch your process (laughs) going from what felt like relatively safe. Oh yeah. We have people who need prayer in our lives or actually no, no, like our family. No, I need some prayer. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. I like but, that. Well, and you know how much I love being put on the spot because I ramble anyway, even when I have a script. <laughs> so I'm just like, oh. but yeah, yeah. I think no. I think that that's that's how most women would absolutely react to that question. It's like, well, yeah, I know some people who could use some prayer and could use some big things, and then, oh, well, actually, you know, if it's going to be big, let's have it be for my family. And then, like, finally. Oh, and and then feeling guilty that we're praying for ourselves, right? That yeah. that mom guilt. We need a whole episode on mom guilt and prayer. <laughs> yeah, but our big prayers for ourselves typically encompass the bubble of our families and or if we are walking in boldness with God personally, that's being seen. That's being mm-hmm. trickled down, you know, and our our children yeah. and our families. And it doesn't mean just because that's the one area that I can't pray for other people, but yeah, just maybe personal expecting God to do bigger things than I I thought. How about you? I was thinking actually about, um, just expanding our reach in the book that we're working on and that that's part of what I had in mind as well for for me and just what what God is doing in me through that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for those of you who have followed Jamie and me, we've got a book. We've been sitting on the edits for months, meaning I have been sitting on edits for months and Jamie's been very, very gracious and patient. And Oh, that's not even. I think, yeah, I I just felt a a few days ago. I'm like, okay, I think it's time to get geared up to, to get this going, to get this out there. Um, So yeah, I mean, Jamie and I need prayers for this and I, I would love for, you know, if God were to come down and be like, Hey, what's a big prayer that, you know, that you want to see, it would it'd probably be for the book for that to reach a lot of people, um, for it to go really smoothly getting out and published and really just for the praying Christian women ministry to grow, to reach more women, to find more, um, outlets, more opportunities. So yeah, that's my, my big prayer for the day. Yeah, that was definitely in my, I wasn't going to go there specifically because I didn't want to explain. So I'm glad you did because that is (laughs) one of the central things is just where God has Mm -hmm. me, what he has me doing and, and not to just think small and get into routines, but -hmm. to think bigger and not be self-limiting by what I think I can do because God can expand our time. He can Mm-hmm. open up doors that we never thought possible. So yeah, with you. that's, that's, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that. Yeah. Well, and we would love for you listening to be praying for us in that. Um, we really hope to get this out, you know, definitely by, I don't know, by Thanksgiving, we usually have an annual Thanksgiving episode. So let's just make it our hope and prayer that 
by that episode or sooner, we will have uh, that book up and available for you to read and that it's going to reach hundreds of thousands of women and be really encouraging and inspiring. Millions and millions. Millions. <laughs> One million women. <laughs> Amen. Your mouth, yes. God's ear. I'll I'll take a million. So yeah, yeah. Let's um well let's close with our blessing and benediction. But as we do that, I would encourage everybody listening too, uh, to answer that same question. What is a big prayer for you? Not just the people around you, not just your family, a big prayer for you that you could um start do you ever do that thing where maybe you're not ready to pray for the big thing yet but you're ready to pray to be prepared to pray for the big thing oh yes we we talk <laughs> about the meta prayers before yes. the prayers all the time and i am great at that praying around things praying before <laughs> things yes but it could even be you know god I'm not ready to pray for this book to reach a million women yet, but please help me to get the faith muscles to get to where I would be willing to pray that or change my prayer so that, you know, the number or the outcome is what you want it to be, yeah. that kind of thing. So, And even show me how to pray, you know, just show me yeah. how to pray and guide and direct me, help me to be a teachable prayer. Yeah. You're never going to say, Lord, teach me to pray. And he's going to be like, oh, come on, Jamie, haven't you figured it out by now? <laughs> right. That's That's not the response you get. So thankfully. Thank goodness. All right. Well, let's leave everybody with our blessing and benediction. May God pour out his love into your heart by the spirit he has given you. May he satisfy you in the morning with his unfailing love. May he take great delight in you and rejoice over you with singing. May God direct your hearts into his unfailing love and Christ's perseverance, that these would forever be your support. I love that one. That's beautiful. Um, our benediction is Philippians 4, 19 to 20. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. To our God and Father be glory forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for joining us on today's episode of the Praying Christian Women podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So please leave us a comment to let us know what questions or topics we can address in future shows then hop over to prayingchristianwomen.com slash journal to download your free prayer guide. We're so glad you joined us for today's show, and we wish you God's deepest blessings as you draw closer to Him and change the world one prayer at a time.